On this episode of AV Social, we talk with my buddy Noble Crawford, both from his company, Video Social Creative, as well as his podcast that he does with Alicia Henley called The Social Slice, talking about targeting customers where they live and their most memorable interviews of the last year. All that and more next on AV Social. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social, episode 35, recorded Thursday, May 31st, 2018. Video matters. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is Tim Albright with an AV Social. Uh, I am your host. This is our, our show that takes a monthly look at social media, marketing, and communications for the audiovisual space. With me today, I am pleased to uh, introduce a gentleman that I met ooh, probably two or three years ago now. Uh, his name is Noble Crawford, and he is from two different organizations, first and foremost. Uh, his company called, is called Video Social Creative, but he also has his own program, along with Alicia Headley, called Social Slice. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you having me today. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I want to kind of back up a little bit. And you and I, I mentioned the fact that we've known each other for about two or three years now. You and I met at a PSNI marketing summit. And um, if you're not a member of PSNI, real briefly, they have a couple of annual meetings for their group members. One is the Super Summit, which is I, I've uh, emceed that the last two or three, uh, last two years. Uh, but in addition to that, they get the integrators' uh, marketing teams together um, all from all over the country and, and now, honestly, all over the world now that they've gone uh, to a global footprint. And that's where you and I met. And, you know, we're, you and I sit in the back of the, of, of the room and we're having coffee and we, we should have a conversation. And I, I had never met you. And so we're just, you know, normal pleasantry business stuff. But then you get up and talk. And holy crap, dude! I I I'm I'm not saying that just because you're on, on the show. I, I I was I was honestly impacted because the stuff that you talk about from the, the video standpoint and connecting folks um, from a marketing standpoint with video, and you were you were dead on on some of your 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 points. But talking about you know how folks connect with video in such a unique uh, and emotional level, kind of give me an overview real quickly uh, before we get into the, the social slides and some other stuff. When you talked with a client and you start developing a strategy, right, a marketing strategy around video, what are some of the key points that you want to make sure that, that you get out of any given project? Got it. So I think that typically during the discovery phase, um, we'll look at a number of different things. But primarily, we want to uh, get, a, get a feel for um, the company's client, the company's customer, um, who their customer is uh, and, and at a very micro level. And so we'll try to drill down and 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 create a, a sort of persona around that if they don't already have one so that um, they have a good understanding of uh, and have a foundational baseline for us to start creating content around. And so we think that's pretty important just to, you know, have a deep understanding of who your customer is you know, where they show up, how they how they digest content, um, you know, whether that's long form, short form content, video obviously being one of them. And so in the discovery phase, that's an important part is just determining determining who who who, who their customer is and 
in, in kind of where they hang out in the online space. So real quickly, I want to drill down on that for a second because this is you know, this is key, and I want people to get this. Understanding where their their customer consumes content. This is something that I was taught way back when. Um, you go where your clients are. You go where the customer is. Um, and, and I remember vividly a, a disagreement I had with, with a, a, a certain uh, member of a management team that I was working at about iTunes. Uh, and this is, understand, this is 2004, 2005. And they were resisting putting anything on iTunes because it's a fad and nobody will ever go to it. We'll say that again. This is 2004, 2005, and they didn't think that iTunes would make it. Um, part of me wants to think that they also didn't think the internet would make it, but that's a whole other problem. Um, how do you find that stuff out? How do you drill into and, and get that information out of out of your client's client base? So there's a couple of methods that we utilize. We want to start with really defining who that person is, and so. You know, we may say if we're, if, you know, if it's a, if it's an integrator client, right? Um, and so an integrated client, maybe they have several diff- different verticals that they work within. Okay, so that we we want to um, we want to pick a vertical because it's not very uncommon that you'll have multiple personas that you're speaking to. Yeah. And so we want to start with, you know, maybe their their biggest vertical or their or, or the vertical that they have the most success in. And then we want to drill down. So we want to determine in that vertical what is their typical client look like. Okay. Is that client um you know, is that client uh male or female or combination? What is the age range of that client? You know, what is the what what is that their title? Is it a is it a IT director at a university that's a female that um you know is married and has two kids works full time goes to soccer games on the you know on the weekends with their kids like that level of detail we want to drill down to because that helps us establish we, we can kind of reverse engineer and work backwards once we've identified certain things of where this person is hanging out how they are digesting content are they getting content from peers are they getting it from forums and groups online are they getting it from trade magazines those type of things and so we'll we'll really drill down to you know it's jennifer you know jennifer's 37 years old she's an it director at a university she's been working there for three years you know and she oversees you know, 50 different rooms on, on, on campus at any given time or her staff does, you know, she has a staff of X number of people, you know, she, uh, in, in her off time, she listens to podcasts, you know, you know, like yours or industry podcasts to, you know, to stay abreast of what's going on, or she watches, you know, YouTube videos or even podcast videos, you know, so we'll, we'll drill down to the most micro level that we can to determine who this person is, where they're hanging out, how they how they digest content. Well, and what I, I not to to belabor this point too far, but I, I want to give folks something to take away here. Exactly, how do you do that? Is that is that interviewing the the client, the existing clients, or is it more looking at industry reports, uh, stuff like the the Pew uh, uh, research studies that looks at internet and, and media consumption? So, are you interviewing the clients, or are you taking more of a of a broader approach and saying, well, it's a it's a thirty six year old female, typically. This is where this this type of person gets their information. Got it. Got it. Great question. So, yes, interviewing clients, that's okay. where it starts. But then not only that, interviewing the client's customer. Mm. And so if it's an integrator, 
we want to we want to interview um, existing past customers. We want to even take an opportunity, if we may, to interview customers where maybe they didn't get the bid. They mm. didn't get the business, and we and and, and so uh, so 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 there's there's two sides of that coin. There's the there's the client themselves helping us kind of narrow down who their persona is, but then there is the actual customers or or existing customers, potential customers, previous customers that we want to speak to. And so that kind of helps us develop a, a holistic picture of who this uh, who this persona might be. Yeah. So those are the two primary methods. I, I think I know the answer to this, but I still want to hear it from you. Once you have that information, you've got you've got this I, I call them avatar or target market. Mm-hmm. What do you? What is your next step, right? What? What do you? You know where they're. You know where they live, not their address, but you know where they live. They. You know their. Their where they get their content. What is? What is your next step, and what is your your client's next step? Right. So then we really start talking about once we determine where they're getting their content and how they're digesting it, then we can start to really look at putting together a strategy that um, speaks to you know where these folks are hanging out, how they're, how they're getting their content. And so a lot of times, because we're a video first agency, you know, we, leave, we, we like to lead with video yeah. um, just because we understand the power of it. And so a lot of times we'll look at, you know, this person is, uh, this person is on Twitter and you know, they're engaging with different, uh, you know, different pieces of content on Twitter uh, but those pieces of Twitter content typically will lead back to somewhere, some web page, you know, some some site of some sort. And so we want to do two things So we want to develop a strategy that is going to put content where they hang out. So that could be um, organic or it could be a paid strategy. Typically, it's going to be a combination of both yeah. because we want to we, we, we want to meet them where they are, but we also want to show up. Uh, in places where they where they may not typically see us. So there's some paid strategy behind that. But once we determine who they are, then we'll start to kind of put the strategy together to the content strategy together to determine types of content, how much frequency, placement, yep. ad spend, if any, all of those sort of things. Uh, before we get to the, the social slice, but which we are going to get to, you and I were both at Integrated Systems Europe this year. Um, and you have clients there, right? You have clients that, that go to ISE. Can you talk for a second really quickly about the differences between marketing and video marketing in the U.S. versus outside of the U.S.? Good question. Um, so I think, I, you know, it's funny that you asked me that because we un- we've uncovered some things over the past year or two that starting out, you know, typically working with U.S.-based clients – um, just making assumptions that these are norms worldwide when in fact they aren't, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, brought some things to light for us. So, um, for example, um, you know, we have a client um, that uh, that we work with overseas and where we typically, um, you know, we typically talk about using all the big platforms here. We typically talk about using yeah, you know, Google, we typically talk about using Facebook. Uh, we typically talk about using, um, you know, maybe AdWords campaigns or things like that. Um, those are great, um, you know, on a, on, on a global level, yeah. but a, a lot of the platforms that we use 
are heavily used platforms here in the U.S., but not as much so, um, you know, overseas. And so it's for us, it's been a, a little bit of a learning curve to understand, you know, what are some of the more common platforms um, over there that, uh, you know, that their customers in, in, are getting content from or engaged with and developing strategies around those as well as their U.S. presence. Because a lot of those foreign um, companies, a lot of companies overseas, they have a, a, a good U.S. presence, a pretty sizable U.S. presence as well. So there's some dual strategy and a lot of that, we get assistance from the clients directly um, because that has been a learning curve for us as well. Well, and, and is it is it something where you get a, a more assistance from their their local offices there? Let's say that you're talking about somebody in in the UK or somebody in, in Southeast Asia, you get help from their local office or more from the corporate level? Typically, we're getting it from the marketing department that's on the ground in that location. Okay. And so, so we're working typically with a, a marketing director or a marketing team, um, that, that sort of person. Um, so a lot of times, you know, sales will get involved um, to, to some degree, but typically it's a local person in that market that they may work at the corporate office, but they understand, they understand their market, they understand their customer and how they consume content. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I want to uh, turn the corner here and, and talk about your show, uh, Social Slice. You guys are on your third season already. Good night, uh, you and Alicia Henley. Uh, if you don't know Alicia, uh, just look up The Smooth Factor. Uh, still one of the coolest uh, uh, Twitter names, uh, Twitter handles uh, out there. Talk for a second about what some of the things that you guys have been able to discover and, and some of the folks you've been able to talk to uh, over the last three seasons. Sure, sure. So just to give a little bit uh, of history there, we we actually started at, at Infocom last year. Okay. That was our uh, that was the actually the first time that we met in person. We had been discussing it and having a dialogue with it since the uh, the fall prior to that. But uh, we were able to meet in person at Infocom last year. We did a, a bit of a promo show in one of the booths out there, and then we launched right on the heels of that. So it has been an exciting uh, first year up to this point. But um, the reason that we um, the reason that we initially, you know, started Social Slice, I had having ran the agency for a little while, I had always had a desire to kind of launch a podcast, um, but I wanted to launch something that was uh, complementary to you know some some of the services and things that we provide in the agency, and just yep. have an opportunity to you know you know produce some good content, connect with some new people, um, things like that. And as Alicia and I kind of dialogued about it, I knew that her strength uh, was in social media. Yeah. And so, um, and, 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 and she's really heavily immersed there. And, uh, and, and while I am to a certain degree, not so much as, as, as she is. And so it was, a, it was a good blend and a good fit for us to kind of come together and do something that uh, is, is of interest to me, certainly, in the, in the business that I'm in, uh, but is that she's passionate about. Yeah. Um, and so so we were able to kind of launch that. But our initial vision was to do something in that space with a, a, a broader audience of technology, uh, a wide, broad audience of technology, okay. right? And so not necessarily specific, per se, to... Um, the the kind of the niche AV industry under the technology umbrella, but to to a broader audience, and we've we've had a, l a little success with that. But 
you know, as, um, you know, because we're entrenched in this AV business, um, obviously that, you know, that was, you know, just a natural byproduct of the show, I think, and, and the audience kind of jumping in. But uh, but that wasn't our initial intention. And so uh, we've, we've been able to, uh, you know, get get, you know, have some listeners in the software space and on the IT side. And that's been great and everything. But uh, I think, you know, going forward, our, our goal really is to just how, how can folks use social media to, um, you know, to, to, to grow their brand, to grow their business? Uh, maybe it's a personal brand. You know, how can they use it as part of their marketing strategy? Um, and we, you know, just providing tools, tips and tricks and and getting on with with thought leaders and people that are doing it and, and making an impact in these different areas and 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 using their content and their ideas to show our audience, you know, best practices and how it can be done. Yeah, absolutely. And so so that that's kind of how it started and brought us to where we're at. What are some of the more unique or uh, memorable uh, people that you've interviewed over the last year? Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> wow, that is a loaded question. That's a good question. I, I didn't say your favorite. Out. I didn't say your favorite. I understand as, <laughs> as somebody who's on this side of the mic, that's not a very fair question. But so somebody that kind of sticks out in your head for whatever reason, you don't even have to tell me the reason. Got it. So, a couple of uh, shows that really stand out to me. Um, we had a show. I want to say it was in our first three or four episodes, a gentleman named by the name of Wes Schaefer, um, AKA the sales whisperer. Um, he came on and he really just dropped a ton of knowledge about, um, you know, leading with sales first, you know, trucks don't move until a sale is made. Yep. Um, and so, and, and the importance of that, um, and it really st st stepped outside a little bit of our core message. Uh, but it was so important and so invaluable. But what really struck a nerve with me was not only Wes is the type of guy that he, he walks the walk, you know, he doesn't just talk about it. And so um, what really struck a nerve with me is that after, you know, some weeks after this, you know, the, the, uh, the hurricane down in Houston happened in that whole area. And it was, uh, you know, it's pretty epic as you know, and Wes used his connections um, that he had made, you know, in, in, in selling, basically, and his connections that he had online and used social media um, to to build. A, I don't even know how much it was, but he 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 built quite a bit of money up through donations uh, for uh, to get supplies and actually um, drove down there from California to wow. Houston, multi-state. He flew into, uh, you know, I think he, he flew into some regional airport here in Texas and then drove down to Houston, rented a truck, picked up his friend's boat and was out, you know, in the flooded zones, delivering food, you know, buying thousands of dollars worth of products at Costco and, a lot of this, a lot of what he was able to do was through social media yeah. um, and through contacts that he made through his, uh, you know, through, through selling. And so it was just uh, that impacted me. So that's a memorable one, not just what he delivered in the show, but how he followed up and who he is as a person after the show. Another one that was good um, was um, 
was um, George Fournier. Yep. So George um, with the ABGivesBack.org, we featured him. And, uh, you know, that was on the heels of, of you know, natural disaster stuff going on. Um, but uh, I enjoyed that one because it was all about the cause. It, it, it wasn't so much about social media or anything that we do. It was really um, putting a message out and, uh, and just trying to see how we could use our platform that we were in the process of developing to, you know, not only help folks in our industry that were impacted, but uh, on a much bigger scale. And I, and I like, so I like what George is doing. George put us in contact uh, with some organizations that were helping out um, hurricane relief. And, uh, and so that, that episode impacted me. So it, it, it may be more of the social good type episodes that have, have had a real, uh, you know, deep impact on me personally. But uh, those tend tend to stand out. Well, no, those are those are actually both excellent uh, excellent examples. I, I and I I know that we we you know done some stuff with George as well. He's he's, he's uh, he has since moved on from FSR to, and and now he's he's an integrator now. So you know for for the first time in a while. But he's still doing AV gets back. Uh, so. All right, uh, Noble, I, I appreciate your time here, uh, both uh, both from Social Slice as well uh, as from uh, Noble's company, Video Social Creative. Uh, if somebody's interested in either getting a hold of you for your services or uh, subscribing to Social Slice, how do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. They could um, hit me up anywhere, social media, uh, at Noble Crawford uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook's Noble Crawford. Um, uh, you can also email me, noble at videosocialcreative.com. That's N-O-B-L-E. And then also uh, you can email us at socialsliceconnect at socialslice.com or on Twitter at socialsliceshow. Right. Um, so that's it. Very good. Noble Crawford from Social Slice as well as Video Social Creative. Appreciate your time. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. For more information about us and uh, all of our other stuff, we can go to avnation.tv. avnation.tv, you'll find this program as well as a host of others. We have two weekly news programs, one that looks at the residential audiovisual industry and one that looks at the commercial side of the AV industry. All that and more at avnation.tv. avnation.tv. Mm-hmm.